Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, episode 796, just four episodes away from 800. Uh, this is your host, The Real Gerald Quinn, as we look at another week in the league where no contract is guaranteed, as always, breaking down alongside of me, breaking down the NFL action uh, of this week, this past week, will is Robert Sapp, Mr. Sapp. How are you doing tonight? Oh, doing pretty good. Doing doing wonderful. Um, how's everything going with you? Hey, I'm not complaining. Uh, the weather is the weather's nice, so you know I'm all, it's all good uh, in the DMV. Um, interesting week. Um, interesting. It's been an interesting month, really, of the NFL season. Last three to four weeks, and you know we'll get to. Um, We'll get to the categories. Let's go back uh, about a week uh, to some Thanksgiving Day action. I, no one cared. And again, I, I mean, I'm going to apologize to the, the Bears and Detroit fans, but no one cared about that game. Uh, to be kind of honest, which I, I watched the fourth quarter. I was wondering. I, looked, I thought Detroit might actually have a chance to win the game. Yeah. Uh, but, last, I watched the last five minutes, and everybody was like, "Why are you watching this?" <laughs> at least it's close. Come on. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, it, it had that going for it. At least yep. it was close. But uh, putting that aside, there was some interesting action in, uh, in particular, the uh, Dallas Vegas game, and we're going to begin there. Um, Las Vegas taking out Dallas thirty-six to thirty-three in the overtime. A very wildly entertaining penalty field game that featured this game had everything i mean you had over nine well over 900 yards of total offense uh both quarterbacks for the most part played well uh you had 28 penalties okay for about well over 200 yards of penalties and you know you know the old adage 10 yards 10 penalties 100 yards is like seven points um they say um will be is the equivalent of seven points uh, every hundred yards uh, you get hundred yards worth of penalties no turnovers no turnover there were no turnovers in this game so a wild game um you know the raiders controlled the clock had, had the ball almost 40 minutes they marched out of field basically at will and really, I, I get a get the Raiders a lot of credit. Um, it is people on Thanksgiving again. Now I'm going to sound crazy by saying this, but no, tr- normally, normally the the home team on Thanksgiving, unless unless the uh, unless like the uh, opposition is just that much better, and we've we've seen a number of mismatches over the course like those years when New England were coming to Detroit and just you know do what they do with Belichick and Brady were together. But normally the home team should have a, a significant advantage on Thanksgiving Day, considering a short week. But lately, that has not been the case. You have eight straight wins by the road teams in on Thanksgiving Day, which is kind of remarkable when you think about it. Uh, again, the Raiders a lot of credit. I don't want to hear from Dallas fans about the penalties. Both teams got called for penalties. Uh, that pass interference was clearly a pass interference. Um, and by and by the way, I you know they've been calling that more the face garden. They've been calling that more this year versus past years. They were off it for about a couple of years where they wouldn't call 
face guarding where you don't turn your back to play the ball, which I to me used to be just automatic. But last couple of years they had really, you know, kind of been inconsistent with it. This year they brought it back more so where if you don't make a play on the ball, they have your back turned to where you don't see the ball. They're gonna more like if you make contact receiver, they're gonna more likely call the pass interference call a pass interference. That was the case. Um and that was the case in Dallas tried to make it interesting, a little interesting at with the little the field goal blocks to where they were offsides, clearly offsides. But I give the Raiders a lot of credit. Uh it looked like their season was their season was in turmoil the last couple of weeks. And it looked like I didn't believe that they could possibly recover. But now they find themselves six and five and they they play, you know, my team, which is certainly a winnable game despite how well we're playing. Um I so I give the Raiders a tremendous amount of credit. It would be easy for me to go destroy Dallas. So I'll let I'll give you the Dallas angle of this. What were your thoughts from a Dallas perspective? Yeah, um, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> that is funny. Uh, yeah. Um the I mean like it it was it was actually a very well played game. Um in terms of uh, both teams' willingness to um, go after it and go after go after the win. It felt like a playoff atmosphere. So that was that's very cool for like a Sunday game to actually have a real back and forth battle. Um, so um, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of negatives on the Dallas side. I mean, I think the things that keep coming up with Dallas are the things that have always come up with uh, Mike McCarthy teams. Um, iffy management of time and situational football um being uh making some interesting pass calls when it seems like a run would have really really helped in, in that situation and then um and then just uh the resiliency of of the cowboys um can always be put into question for a variety of different reasons but it's interesting I um, mean, you were both talking offline about like the fans and their reactions. Um, it seems like the team can also get into that uh, space of becoming too high during the during the times where they're on top, and um, and I think that can that can play into things that happen like uh, like what we saw on Thursday. And then the last thing I'll say is um, what's also been a hallmark of Mike McCarthy teams, and especially Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys, is uh, discipline being an issue. Um, and I think that's where you get some of those penalties and some of the things that's happening, even as uh, players are making really good plays. Um, the, the inconsistency of um, good team di- discipline uh, can uh, be the difference between winning and losing, and that actually was the difference in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I could not uh, agree with you more on that. They find a way to constantly get in their own way, um, even when they have great talent. I mean, again, they've had years that I've seen them with years, even with, you know, and I think Dak is better than Tony Romo, but they had, they've had years with Tony Romo where the team was loaded up and down the board, and they probably should have advanced, went far, far further, but something would always – it was like you said, situational football. Even before McCarthy was a coach, of course, it was just just not being able to get out of their own way 
some way, shape, or form. And that that goes at the core to me of their culture and who they and who their owner is. Uh, if we want to you, you dig that dig, you know, that much deeper in, in, from that standpoint. And and by the way, and I'll be fair, I'll be fair with the Cowboys if possible. Over the last three or four years, they have done actually a much better job in terms of drafting and developing talent. Like Jerry has somewhat not turn over the reins, but he's he's li- he's listening more so than he was, say, you know, eight or nine years ago. But some it, it's it's just you know it's just as an owner you just gotta get. I mean, you have to completely entrust the people who you have under you. And to me, I just don't see how like I don't see you can be. I don't think you could be a championship franchise with no general manager or no president that you completely trust in terms of how, you know, with your football and your football coaching. The problem with Jerry Jones is he wants to be the star. That's the problem. He wants to be the star. And a great owner, if you're a great owner, you're not worried about trying to be a star. You're just worried about doing whatever it takes to win chips. So Jerry believes he can do both, be the star and win the chips, and it has not worked out at all. It just hasn't worked out in the last almost 30 years now because he couldn't handle the fact he couldn't handle when Jerry, when Jimmy Johnson was the star. So when we've discussed that earlier in verbatim, we discussed that, you know, tremendously over the last few, a couple of weeks, a few weeks back when, you know, when we brought that question up. So, you know, you know, it, listen, they, they're a talented team. They are still in line to win the division, but there's no way. And I said, and I said this to you a couple of weeks ago, one thing that, the one thing about, it, I think, yep. The one thing I didn't trust about them was I, I said the defense. I said their defense. I, I'm always worrisome of defenses that generate a lot of turnovers because at a certain point, when when happens when you start playing better teams and those turnovers stop or you don't get you're not getting those turnovers. So I never was completely sold on this defense being a a staunch defense that can just go out there and stop people. And that Trayvon Diggs bandwagon has, has cooled off just a tad, just a tad. Just a smidge. Well, he, he, he exemplifies kind of like what we're talking about. Like while he can make a spectacular play, he also lacks discipline. Yes. Yep. Lacks discipline. Good. Listen, phenomenal talent, phenomenal physical talent played at Alabama. I watched him Alabama. He was a beast. And I'm not saying this guy will not, can be a future all pro. But uh, yeah, the discipline is is not there uh, right now. Uh, the nightcap, your team, the Buffalo Bills handled their business yeah. um, against a banged up Saints team, and I, and I think that was kind of like you you when I texted you, you kind of were like, yeah, you 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 were not. I mean, obviously you you like you enjoyed the win, but you were like you know you weren't too excited because you know that nah. this was not Saints or not you know. These are not the Saints Saints. No. What were your thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, I mean, like, like it wasn't a good game. Um, hmm. in, in terms it of it was not well played. Um, no. It it wasn't it did like it wasn't a competitive balance. It just it just no. wasn't. Um uh it take all names off 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 the jerseys. You got the third string quarterback starting for one team. 
Um, they don't have anything even remotely close to number one receiver. We know what happened with that situation and um, their top two running backs out as well as missing. Uh, I believe they're missing pieces from the offensive line, if I'm not correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think, I so, think anyways, I, I think what I think the final total I heard was what 15 of the starters were out, maybe even a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, so. Like that's what I mean. It it just it the, the balance just wasn't even there. Um, my fear that what would happen before all of before all the injuries were known was that they would unveil the Tates of Hill offense against against our team and test our physicality. Um, that was not available to them in any stretch of form, and so um, it's it was a game where the team had to take take care of business, right? If they lose that game, I'm disgusted. I'm oh, actually thoroughly you. disgusted, right? So it's like, of course, they had to win that game and take care of business there. But um, in terms of what it told me about my team, it told me absolutely nothing about the Buffalo Bills um, and uh, and um, did not instill me with a tremendous amount of confidence um, going into the Patriots game on Monday night. No. Yeah, I have nothing. We certainly we will talk about that uh, further later on later on in the podcast uh, with the Bills and Patriots. Uh, and by the way, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you are someone who does not like the Patriots, I don't. This may not be the podcast for you. This, this could be. It's be a lot of Patriots. I, I looked over the rundown and I went through it. Be a lot, a lot of Patriots. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Listen, I got. Listen, I gotta just call it the way I see it. I can't. I get the. the Tape don't lie, it as really the coaches said. Really, tape really doesn't does. lie. Really uh, speaking does. speaking of the Patriots, um, I I think they might be they are yeah I think they are our first back to back winners of who won the week. Um, listen, I was looking for somebody else. I could not. It's just to me, I I don't think that it was close. Really, uh, I thought about the Raiders considering what they went through, but I was like. In terms of who's playing the best football right now, there's not even it's not even an issue. Uh, the Patriots are, and I put it right here, are running through the league uh, to get. They won six straight, even you know, and we talked, spoke, spoke, spoke about this early in the season. Even their losses have been highly competitive for the most part. You know, they lost to Dallas at home, lost to Tampa Bay at home. Both were certainly winnable games. Um, they are not just beating teams, they're killing them. Like their average margin of victory is like 25 points. They've been they you know, they've outscored their opponents 211 to like um I I had the numbers right in front of me. Uh I think it's like but just just some ridiculous number. I I had two eleven to sixty something, I believe. Um they had the number one point differential in the league. Which they finally overtook the Bills for that. It's only it's by like two points. They uh, have not been scored upon in the second half in their last four games, and they just you know what they they just methodically take you apart and they just wait for you to make mistakes. Um, over this streak, they have only committed four turnovers while their opponents have committed seventeen. So. And the Tennessee game was, I thought, was going to be, a, a, you know, at halftime, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be, this game is going to be tight throughout. Both of these teams are comfortable in playing. You know, Patriots play close games. Tennessee is 
definitely comfortable playing a tight game. And the Patriots were like, nah, we, we think we're going to put this away in the third quarter, which is exactly what they did. Uh, and Tennessee didn't score in the second half. Uh, what are your thoughts on this just dominant run? It really is, is a historical dominant run as far as the point differential. Like they, their point, I was looking at their numbers, their point differential is like seventh all time in a six game uh, in a six game winning streak and teams that are ahead of them are like the 84 49ers 2007 Patriots teams like that uh what are your thoughts yep, yep. um all, all actually all the thoughts all the thoughts I have I have on this but my overarching one is is um this is eerily similar to how they started off this is eerily. I hate the comparisons. Yeah, but no, up to you, this point, right, up, uh, yeah. but this is eerie. It's eerie. I watched that. I experienced that. Not in the damn watching it. I experienced that. Yes, you experienced yes. And I had the exact same feelings then as I did now. The only difference is I did have the 20 years of evidence right. that I have now. Yeah. Um this year will be whatever it is. Right. Um, do I believe the Patriots have the talent roster-wise to be the Super Bowl champion? No, I do not. Um, we'll get to this year as a whole. This year is weird and strange. So right. at this point in time, there are very few things I'm writing off. But no. whatever this year, um, they're not coming. They're here. They're here. they're here. No, it's not. No, they're here. They're here. No, they're here. And what's terrifying is when they do actually get those weapons on offense. They're doing this now. Yeah. That's, I'm, yeah. I, I need the league, everybody, to be as anxious Whoa. as I am. Yeah, I no. really do. <laughs> I really do. I cannot handle another run like that. Oh, like, no. So, no. Um, so, uh, it is deeply humbling <laughs> to um, watch what Belichick and um, his staff are doing on that offensive side of the ball. I, there's no way I would have believed Mac Jones would have gotten here this quickly. There's just no way. There's no, no way. There's no, no way. Um, and he's not what he will be at it by any stretch of the imagination. But I thought I would see this comfortable Mac Jones in, in an offense built around his comfort and his skill set somewhere around the fifth game next season. Not now. Not now. Not six in a row wins. Not smashing teams. Not historic uh, uh, differential Um None of that did I expect right now. And it's here and it's the reality of the situation. So that's what I mean by it's deeply humbling. Um, I was listening to uh, Bill's radio um, this morning and the point was just made about like anxiety and people talking about the Patriots and what Patriots, everything like that. It's like, all right, but they've won six in a row. So until somebody sh knocks them up, shuts them up, they, they, get all the talk they deserve. Yep. Um and they deserve. It. And it's just there no. it's just flat out that's it just flat out is is what it is. 
Tennessee uh, ran the ball for over 200 yards for them, and they beat the hell out of them. Yeah, 270 yards without Derrick Henry. That's insane. I've never seen a coach. Vable said, I loved our game plan. Right. And we executed it well. And he was right. Yep. And they still got smashed. I'm yeah. telling you, that is the mind F that Belichick puts on your tees. It's like, how is that even possible? And well, the way I mean, that's possible is the flip side of what you're talking about. Teams that rely on turnovers, what the Patriots rely on, on every side of the ball, everywhere, all throughout the organization, is team discipline and technique. Yes. They they turned the ball over five times. Yes. On the Titans. They did that. Yeah. Intentionally. And it was the technique of, we're going to give up some. Belichick, this is Hallmark. Whether it's running, passing, I had I hadn't seen it used this way before with him. Like my my legendary legendary in my mind and statement that that ring just rings in my mind so many times is Belichick and Parcells talking about the Bills in Super Bowl twenty five. Oh, yeah. yep, and being like Yep, he's gonna be the best player on the field. Yep. Yep. We de- we're gonna give him that. Yep. But the ability to cause the turnovers wasn't there. Or that it, it just that that wasn't a thing. And I haven't really seen it be a thing, to be honest with you, all my years watching football. But um that was that I don't know. They saw something. They saw something on tape. And yeah. they, they it, it was ridiculous. It was no, ridiculous. It's, no, but um, they're they're magicians. They're magicians, they're wizards. They've made a deal with the devil, whatever it is. They're here, and I need the rest of the league to understand that (laughs) and react accordingly. I need my team to understand that deeply in their soul and react (laughs) accordingly. Because um, a lot of people have said uh, this is Belichick's best coaching job. I've heard that a lot, and I could not agree more. Yep. I could no not question. agree. No question. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think and, it's a question. And I've, I I've, question. I've been obsessed with the Patriots. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, of course. Of um, course. So, uh, so, like, I, I watch this team obsessively. I, I read about this team obsessively. I hear it obsessively, all the things, all the things. Hate watch, all those things, all those things. So I'm telling you, as someone who would rather be doing anything right now than admitting this, Anything, literally anything. Take me to the dentist and have them take out my teeth one by one with pliers. Anything rather than saying this. I am telling you they're here. Yes. And it only gets worse from here. It only gets worse. Yeah, man. I mean, they just put, you know, they just put so much pressure on you as far as to to execute. To execute. Yeah. They put so much. I mean, it just, and you get the sense that teams just, press and event it's like a pressure point and event teams just eventually break like you like to your point a couple of weeks ago and you've been saying this throughout the course of this streak you have to have an all world type quarterback that can just that can just cover for mistakes that your team may make or who is just that disciplined or under have just a just a next level understanding of, of the game of football. Like you had, like you had to have that level of quarterback. And to be honest with you, right now, 
even that level of quarterback, you know, there are some flaws that they can like, you know, they we saw what they did to, to Brady this year. You know what I'm saying? With with Tampa Bay. It was just the fact that, you know, Tampa Bay had just enough to get by. But um yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like you know, it's the coaching is is the they've been this. Right, it's something to behold. Like it's all is to it. The, exec, the execution, the preparation that they they're just they're just smarter than everybody else. What do you do in the tough times? What do you do when there are no fans around, nobody's prying, and everything? Those are the moments. Those are the building blocks of a team. Those 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 moments we will never ever see. Those are the things that make championship teams. Right. And those are the moments that, um, quite honestly, Belichick and his staff excel in. Um, my quiet fear, and what absolutely ultimately happened, and of course it happened because Belichick's great. Um, is that they learn from those losses. Those are act, those are building block losses. And that was my fear at, at the time. I'm just like, ah, they're playing these, these teams that theoretically should be destroying them. They're playing them so tough. Yeah. And they're losing yeah. close. And okay. I, I enjoyed the misery of fans. But in right, my yeah. mind, my fear is, man, that was way too close. And they're they're gonna learn a lot, and Belichick's gonna be able to turn this into something. And yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I mean, it began, I mean, it really it began with that that Tampa Bay game. Yeah, yeah. We, we both thought that that was gonna be us. We I mean, we were just just yeah. This is gonna be an ass whooping. Just yeah. Man, how many? Yeah, yeah. I wanted it. I did. Yeah. I wanted yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. yeah, yeah. No, no. We we will t- certainly talk more about the upcoming showdown in the AFC. Uh, East, uh, they are currently, and we'll get to the standings as well. We'll, we'll examine the standings and I'll get your thoughts on that. But damn, man. they're half game. They're half game. Oh, I know. No, I know the standings. I know, I, but we had. I had down. Yeah, they're half yeah. game ahead. Yep. Yeah, no, they're half game ahead, ahead of y'all. Um, yeah, I mean, Patriot fans, you know, they got a right to be giddy. I can't. I, they, know, should I, be. They, should they should be. They should be. They absolutely should be. They absolutely, our question should be. And that's fine. Um, everybody else needs to have the appropriate amount of fear. I need yes, everybody else yes, to fear respect. Amount, not like we're going to be scared of them, but the appropriate amount of we're not going to let them run roughshod over us. Right. Yeah. Real or not. Um, so, Russell Wilson, again, before everybody jumps off the ledge, yeah, I, Russell Wilson is an all world quarterback. He'll be a future Hall of Famer. What my question is, Will he be in a Seattle uniform in 2022, real or not? What are your thoughts? Mm. Wow. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he, I'm not sure which, which one is the real. He, he will be in a Seattle Seahawks uniform next season. I don't think you come back. If it, here's how I say it: If he had not come back early, if he would have taken the maximum amount of time, or even a little bit more, that would have been my signal that he was he was out. Because up until that point in time, I was thinking similarly to to what where I think you're getting at. Um, I was thinking he would be gone next season. I now no longer think that because he came back so early. 
Um, so that's the not real. I'm saying not real. Okay. So this is going to be a push for me um, because I think he came back just as a, because he's just a, just insanely competitive guy, quarterback who wants to be out there for his team. Sure. I I don't even think it was about the future of the franchise or him wondering or thinking that he had old Seattle the organization, anything from that standpoint. Um, I'm not saying you said you're saying that, but I think that I, my bigger point in this is I, I think that is I, I, if I'm the owner of Seattle, I think I'm I'm ready to move on from the Pete Carroll John Snyder era. To be honest with you, and I think that if they if those two come back, I I then I, it becomes to me real that he's not in the uniform. Zone Russell Wilson, these players in both in multiple, especially basketball and football, are smarter than ever when it comes to their surroundings, culture, things of that nature. This thing, again, it was a great run. They came in together. Uh, Carol, Carol, seventy years old. Uh, Snyder, Snyder, whatever his age is not inconsequential. He's still young. He'll he'll get another job. We know this. And Pete, I, I can I can see Pete Carroll getting another job if he if they moved on from him. But the point is, they came in 2010. It's 2021. That run, you know, nothing lasts forever. And I just don't see if I'm Russell Wilson how I'm moving forward with these two at the helm. Snyder. Carroll is the head coach and as well as, you know, also vice president as well. He has a lot of power. Snyder, of course, you know, is, you know, built, you know, helped build this with the draft and, and, and free agents and things of that nature. So I'm going to do a push, but I'm telling you right now, they, this, the Snyder Carroll thing is done. It's just done. And this is sports. Let alone like let alone football. This is I remember Pat Riley and with the Lakers um, quitting after the eighty nine ninety season with four championships. Okay, and back to back in eighty seven eighty eight, and he said that things had just ran that course where the players needed to hear another voice. And I, this this is where I think besides the talent deficit, but that's part of it too with the general manager drafting developing. But I, I think it's time to move. This, this, I think this era is over from that standpoint. Now, luckily, Russell Wilson's still young enough to where they can build. That they made. They're not. You're never that far away in the NFL if you have a franchise quarterback. We know this. But I, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm just. I'm putting myself in his shoes for a second. If I'm, I'm putting myself in the owner's shoes and Russell Wilson, I can't have the, those two coming back for 2022. Well, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't think. You're wrong in that I, I don't see much change happening in Seattle, to be honest with you. I'm not getting I'm not getting that energy from what what is coming out of Seattle. Right. I can see that. Yeah. No, I mean that's yeah, I've 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 not seen that. I have I've, I don't think you're wrong. I just don't get that energy. I don't no, get that. I same. agree with that. No, I haven't either. I haven't I have not either, which should be troubling if you're a Seattle still. Because yeah. Because I'm watching that game, right, and they they lost to the Washington football team in which in, in a game that was the polar opposite of Dallas 
uh, Vegas was not a very well played game, defensive game. But I mean, both, both defenses played relatively well, but these offenses were nothing to write home about. Um, from a Seattle perspective, throughout the course of the game, the thing that kept jumping out, and it was mentioned a billion times during the broadcast, and rightfully so, uh, DK Metcalf has doesn't have any targets. DK Metcalf hasn't doesn't have any targets. Now. Our defense is playing, the Washington defense has played better over the last month. Um, but we don't have Deion Sanders and Rod Woodson in our backfield, okay? In our, uh, not our backfield, in our secondary. Not by any stretch. Matter of fact, Landon Collins has moved to basically linebacker because he can't cover anybody as a free safety, as a safety. Um, made a great play, though, to force a fumble, but he's, yeah, he's a linebacker. He's not, he's just not, uh, you, you can't do coverage anymore or well, that really was never really his strength to begin with but anyway the, the secondary is decent but i like to not to not be able to get dk metcalf who is one of the, the best better physical specimens as a wide receiver in the league any targets was like and i was like as a fan i was nervous the whole game like yo if we don't have anybody who can physically match up with him there's really, I mean, there's not too many corners. I mean, outside of Jalen Ramsey, uh, there's not a guy that that constantly gives Metcalf headaches as is uh, on the, in terms of the individual matchup. So I'm like, yes, please, yes. I, I really, really want to tell the announcers to shut the fuck up because I'm like, yo, they're, they're going to throw to him at some point. By the time they try to get him in the game, it was basically like, not too late from a competitive standpoint, but he was like the rhythm and what have you that, you know, it, it just wasn't going to work. It just didn't work. So I look at that as coaching, like DK Metcalf is a beast and you might want to get him minimum, at least 10 targets a game, uh, eight to 10 targets a game, especially against our defense that's given up big plays throughout the course of the season. So that's when I really was like, yo, this, yeah, this is not, not supposed to be happening. I hear you. The only thing that I would add is I think Russell Wilson came back too soon. Yo, so yes, no, he cleared that. And that, um, that, I mean, that's not the elephant. That is the elephant in the room. He's that he's a shell of what we know Russell Wilson to be. Clearly it's not, he, yes. 100%. He should, he should he, take it all he, the time. He should have. Yes. He came back like, what, four weeks early? Five weeks early? Yeah, he came back. Yeah, because what? It was four to eight weeks. Yeah, he came back after week four. So he came back in two. No, he came back in two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. So he came back, what, six weeks early? Yeah. No, that finger, I mean, you're talking about he broke his finger on his throwing hand. So, no, he's, I mean, he's been bad. He's like the, the, the two games, Green Bay and Washington, he's been just terrible. That's all it is to it. I mean, he, I mean, no, he's not. Yeah, came out. Yeah, there's no question about it that he's not. He's like I said, he's no, he's not even seventy percent of what he was um, before the injury. Uh, real or not, I guess this this one will be an easy one. Uh, probably unanimous. Bill Belichick as coach of the year. Yeah, real. Let's yeah. So we can move on from that. Um, biggest disappointments. And sure, you want to say bias? 
Oh, this one, you, wow, you, yeah, you yeah. can hit me with the you can you can. <laughs> I probably should have had Cam Newton first, but whatever. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are the biggest disappointments to me. Um, if you to me have aspirations of being a Super Bowl team, you don't lose at home to a team that was in turmoil coming into the game. I, I just you I, you can't lose that game. I don't want to hear about the receivers being injured because they scored 33 points and put up well over 400 yards of offense. It was about the defense. No, and nobody cares about your injuries anyway. This is this is the NFL. Uh, that that I that was just and again 14 penalties for 144 yards. Lack of that we talked about earlier. Lack of discipline. Uh, we've all we've been all over Tomlin, not Tomlin, excuse me, McCarthy this year about just his game management and just some of the just he's just, he's done some weird things. Uh, to say at least this year, um, kicking a field goal when you shouldn't have kicked the field goal and uh, just stuff like just quirky stuff uh, that will lose you a game. I very just I very disappointed from a because you're supposed to be a Super Bowl caliber team um, that was coming off a loss. And uh, and by the way, and we we weren't we weren't on last week. That was not a bad loss against Kansas City because their defense played great. Uh, and it was on. It was on the road. It was at the road. But that Kansas City game told you, should have told you, probably told you that this this team. That was a game where you had a chance to prove that you belonged at that that table for uh, Super Bowl contenders. And they came up short in that game. And this game, and they followed it up by to me laying an egg uh, against the Vegas Raiders. So I had them as my biggest disappointment. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm not even going here with you. You you hate Dallas, and you need to just let it go. You just need, you need, you need to let it go. Um, I, I'm going to uh, put a line to the Cowboys because there's a okay. point, and your hate for the Cowboys is clouding you, and it's the Rams. <laughs> the Rams are so disappointing right now. They're so oh, disappointing okay. yes. yeah, on every single yeah, level. You have to be um, right. Ahead, I'm not going. I'm not even going to be like, oh, I thought the OBJ thing would be the thing to set the world on fire. The Von Miller one is the one that worried me, and to yeah. see that the defense is worse, and then bringing in OBJ, and then the offense gets worse, is there, and then Stafford being just so Stafford. I mean, he just, he just. This who he is. Yeah, this is weird. Exactly. The quarterback that you can't have not only make the mistake, but make the crucial mistake that breaks your team's back. Like that can't be what you do on a championship team. And so instead of these moves helping and covering up warts, it seems like they have rebuilt all of the Rams warts at the exact same time which is problematic and extremely disappointing because the reason you make these moves in the middle of the season is because you think it's going to elevate you so because of that disappointed yeah i i completely agree with you uh with the rounds being a big disappointment um they've been disappointed for like the last month now so i kind of got maybe that that Outside of that, other than the Dallas hate that clouded my judgment because I kind of been accustomed to the Rams being disappointed. I'm sure they've been on this list too. Uh, I'm sure once or twice, 
um, before. Um, yeah, Stafford, this is who Stafford is. Um, he easily could have had three or four interceptions in that game as well. They The Packers dropped a couple of interceptions in that game. Um, if you're going to go all in on a quarterback, which they did with Stafford, and I had no problem with them trading for Stafford for Jared Goff. Cool. That's fine. Um, but you have to know what you're getting. They made it seem like, and this this might have been part delusion, they made it seem like Stafford was just levels above Jared Goff uh, in terms of not only how they were talking, but really in terms of how they call games. And we talked about it early in the season. We like, yo, why are you going down? Why are you forcing passes down the field? Yeah, he's hitting them now. But as the season goes along, teams get adept of him being on, on with this group. Injuries happen. Robert Woods is a big one. They're gonna, it's, it's gonna it's gonna reveal itself. And it has in a major way, to say the least. Um I don't even blame him. I'm like, yo, you have to just know your personnel. Stafford needs a great running game. Yeah, you can let him go out there and make some plays, but to me, as soon as I would have got as soon as I got Stafford, I would have just I would have been went out went out of my way to make sure that my running attack, and I know they lost Cam Akers, but let's not make Cam Akers out to be Barry Sanders here. I want to make sure my running attack would was could would could withstand, could take the pressure off Stafford to a point to where we're we're, we're winning games with physicality, and that's physicality, and that's a big word with the Rams, physicality. That is what they don't have this year versus say last year, and and definitely when in the year where they made where they went to the Super Bowl, they teams are doing whatever they want on both line sides of the ball to them physically at the point of attack, period. Period. You know, Green Bay put, Green Bay didn't even really even play well in that game, to be honest with you. And they, that game that game was not as close. That game was not as close as the score was indicated. You never got a sense that the Rams were going to win that game. Never, never. Even after the long touchdown pass to Jefferson uh, in the uh, first half. So, yeah, they've been they've been a major disappointment. Uh, considering again, we talked about this earlier. You know, those dream teams don't work out. They just don't. They not don't. Just not in the NFL. No. Doesn't work that way. Uh, Cam Newton. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam had a Cam had a rough day. Yeah. Cam had a rough day. Uh, five for 21, like 92 yards, couple of picks. Uh, got benched in the fourth quarter. Um. Yeah, I'm starting yeah. to think that this might be the last year we see Cam play yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, this is this is absolutely the end of Cam as a starter, and I don't think he can handle. Hopefully, being a his pride. Yeah, I'm about to say, and hopefully, his pride won't let him be a backup. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. So yeah, this this that was it. That was it. I can that only was the last. That was his last chance, and um, that was his last go around in 
Yeah, that was his last go around. You can't you can't get benched after coming back home and doing all the things <laughs> that you do as you always do them. So, no. um, yeah, I can only imagine what it was like in that Miami um, during the week leading up to this game uh, in those meeting rooms when you have completely basically shut down Lamar Jackson and you see Cam and you like, yo, he's not Lamar Jackson. So they probably were licking their chops. Like they, 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 they like, I thought the game would be more competitive, but I probably, and Miami is playing better. Of course they won three straight. Uh, Tiger, uh, Tua Tiger is definitely has, has stepped up, uh, and playing much better over the last couple of games. Um, but I know those defensive coordinators that those defensive uh, coaches were just salivating, salivating over facing Cam Newton. Like that offense is their offense is tailor made uh, for Miami's defense in terms of the matchup. They just like I they I, I couldn't imagine what it was like in those media rooms. He had no he had no chance in that game, none. Yeah, you can try to run him. Yeah, we just faced one of the best pure athletes in the NFL. Want to try to run? Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, the Cam era is over. Um, listen, look, he got to a Super Bowl, won the MVP, Heisman Trophy. You know, had a great career. Had, had a great career. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it, it, it's it's a wrap on that one. Uh, the Colts. I had the Colts here because. The Colts lose to the pay, lose to the to the uh, Buccaneers, which is not a surprise, but it's just how they lost. Uh, we've seen this movie a few times this season. As a matter of fact, this is the third double-digit lead the Colts have uh, lost this year. Baltimore, and of course, they lost to um, Tennessee. They lost a double-digit lead to Tennessee or on the road. Uh, lost a double-digit lead to Baltimore on the road. This one was to me the Baltimore one was the worst one because that they had zero business losing that game. You're talking about twenty five nine, twenty two three. There's no and Baltimore wasn't even playing well then, uh, so that was the worst of the three. But this one, yeah, you're up twenty four fourteen. You have all the momentum, and you're driving. They had the ball inside the, the uh, Tampa Bay 30, 30 yard line, and to me, I like even a field goal. I feel like. Field goal, let alone touchdown. I just felt like the game was was hinge was on the 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 you know was on the fringes of being just a complete blowout. And Tampa Bay's defense makes a play, and it went all downhill from there. Um, what were your thoughts on that game? Uh, the Colts overall, because I, I really thought after what transpired against against your team against your team last week that they were ready to somewhat semi turn the corner yeah uh but this is who they are that's i mean that's the bottom line this is absolutely who they are i mean like my brother asked me last week how i felt about the uh the game before before the game i was like uh carson wentz is a is a uh a average quarterback and I'm just worried about their their running game. And so 
the running game is the heartbeat of that team. The offensive line is the heartbeat of that team. Yep. If um you manage to um start to match their physicality there, then the rest of the domino folds because you don't have a passing attack that can pick up any of the any of the slack. You don't have a quarterback that can handle that type of pressure on a consistent basis. And so um, you know, when you stack things up and you just say, uh, we're going to force Carson Wentz to beat us and bet that Brady can beat that defense enough times to get us to win, that's that's exactly that's exactly what happened. Um, and so uh and so yeah, I mean like I I, I don't know. The Colts are a borderline playoff team. So I don't I didn't have like super high expectations for them in any way. And um the way that I've seen Carson Wentz played has has even actually dipped my expectations lower. Um you know I, I there's not a lot I can say because they stomped us into the ground. But um, I can say I was so disgusted at my team because we shouldn't got stomped into ground by them. Um, so, uh, you know, like like Tampa Bay, because they have Brady, is a team you have to, to kill dead to win. And they didn't do that. No. Brady would kill you every single time. He was, yeah. he'll, he'll get you every single time you let up. And by the way, give give Tampa Bay's defense uh, a lot of credit. They made they made some plays. They made some great yeah. plays. Especially the interception was one of the best interceptions I, I, I've seen this year. Man, I mean, he just made that was just a. I I didn't even see that coming. I thought at worst that would be a pass interference, and he turned. He just made a great play on the ball. Uh, so their defense forced five turnovers. Two of them were just ridiculous turnovers. Like two of them, like the punt, you know. That's the type of shit I'm talking about, like the, the muff punt. Yeah. Like stuff, that stuff you just absolutely can't have uh, if you're trying to win that type of game against Tom Brady. Um, so, you know, Colts on their best day can beat anybody, but they also can lose to anybody. So that's about where they're at. And, you know, the AFC's wild, so they're still I'm in gonna the say, that's where That's where a lot of us at. Yeah. Yeah, that's what – yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So that's the majority of the league right now. Uh, no, no question about it. Uh, the standings. So we are 12 weeks into uh, into the season. Uh, still with five weeks left. Um, as we again, got this extra week with the extra, you know, extra game, of course, 17 games. Um, so you're going to have, uh, I think, uh, you look at the you look at the standings. Uh, Green Bay going. Green Bay has a bye probably at the perfect time. Um, of course, we'll talk more about your game. But you look at these standings. You have a bunch of teams. Look at the AFC. Um, I think I I think New England basically uh, basically to me controls his own destiny uh, from a standpoint of, I, I think the way this tub is, we're, we're not, we're not at that point yet. Real just because yeah, if every team wins out, you can oh, literally say that yeah. about pretty much most that's of true. them. That's true. That's there's true. just no way 
any of this winning out is even remotely. No, no. You know what? Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not going to happen. It's, no, it's just not going to happen. I um, say, like, when it comes down to two, three or two games, then you can use that line for a couple, couple of teams. But, like, the AFC East is going to come out. No, see, like, the AFC East would be a great thing, right? So, like, two or three of these games, um, I mean, Buffalo plays um, uh, New England. Twice. Two of the next three, right? Yep. Um, and so, and then after that, both of our schedules are very winnable, right? Um, and so, like, let's say either either of us, either teams, Buffalo or New England's up half a game with two to go or three to go, whatever it is. Um, it'll be three to go. Um, then it's like, all right, all right, whoever wins out on this one can can win. What I will say is. At this point in time, um, a two-game losing streak is death. Yes, that that can't happen. That can't happen. So the ne- the teams, the the next team. Here's how the next teams that drop two are the ones that are going to fall or gone. You just scratch them off. Yeah. So especially in particular the AFC, these games. These the seedings and all this is going to be decided in the division, uh, yeah. by, by by the division. So that 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 would be so insane. That that you can guarantee that because to your point, New England has uh, New England Buffalo meet two of the next three weeks. You have um, Cleveland will have a bye, a well need a well time needed bye for them. They follow that up with another uh, uh, by hosting uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll talk about that game as well. Uh, Kansas City will play Denver twice. They play Monday night, uh, excuse me, Sunday night uh, this week, and they'll play again later on. Uh, so these games, and they also have the, the the Chargers again as well. So these games, Indianapolis has Tennessee again. Uh, Denver, of course, we talked about Denver and Vegas. The division play will decide everything, point blank. Well, I was thinking about it, too, as I was thinking about our schedule, looking around, and I was thinking about the rest of the league. I can't confirm this 100%, but it looks like it looks like this is going to turn out genius this year, that the league backlogged the division games. Yes. Now, we know a few years back, they've been doing this for years, where they, the final game of the season is divisional All division. Games. Yes. Um. And that was cool, but it wasn't really playing out because it wasn't tight in a lot of divisions right. um, like that every year. It was basically the NFC East every year, first to eight and eight, um, wins yeah. the division. And it was like, that's what we were stuck with. Every every Sunday night football game at the end, it was like, oh, God, Dallas Eagles, Dallas um, Washington football team, Dallas Giants, whoever. Just the worst. Um, and so – but this year, it seems like they really backlog like the last five games. Four of the five are going to be division games. Three of the five are going to be like division games and against like your rival. Um, and it's just like it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's crazy that it's worked out this year because so much is so – the reason why I say like everything, everything is in front of everybody because so much has still yet to happen. Yeah, like, like yeah. it's bananas that two di- like like two division rivals in my head right now, the Bills and the Patriots have yet to play each other. Right, 
It looked like two day three, and they did it to um, Cleveland and Boston. That's how I know it's not a mistake because we had the conversation, me and you, I think offline, maybe even on the show, had the conversation about um, Cleveland's schedule and them having Baltimore back to back, just Baltimore has a buy in between. Right. I was like, have you ever seen that? That's crazy. Then I started, then I looked at, then as it's gotten closer looking at the schedule, I was like, this is wild too. The Patriots have us back to back, and they have essentially. Uh, they'll have like a long but anyways um so my point being this is intentional and it's turning out gangbusters but that is why this is just it i look at all i look at the standings i'm just like i have no clue what's going to happen i really really don't my gut instinct says the expected cream will rise to the top. So like Baltimore, New England, well, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Buffalo, in. We could do stock and, in, stock down. As yeah, far as that's so, my, but, but my point being is I honestly have no clue. Like if I'm being honest with myself, I have no clue. We I'm know it. We know it. Yeah, no, we, I, I'm not. There's trying. nothing that I know in the AFC. No, there honestly no. isn't. There's nothing I know. There's we nothing know I know. Everything I can say has been, has been disproven. Um, in a game, at least two or three a couple, games, a couple of times, yes. Um, you know, like who can figure Cincinnati out? Who the hell can figure who can figure Kansas City out? Who can figure Tennessee out? Baltimore, who the, who knows what yeah. you're gonna get? Buffalo, I don't know. I'm a fan, I have no clue. Teaser, teaser. Who, what and where is that? That where did Indy come from? Like, like it just, it just. But we can say that I, I, I'm confident in saying this in terms of teams that are trending up, trending down, teams that, in terms of how, sure. how I, I don't like, obviously, Tennessee, the injuries and piling, the injuries are piling up. Um, again, I, th- I think Tennessee will find their way in the playoffs, though, but I don't not. So I'm not dismissing them. I don't like how the Chargers are playing right now. I don't like, um, yeah, I don't like how the Chargers are playing right now. They are, they're, to me, they are headed in the wrong direction. Um, Kansas City is off is off the respirator, so they were on life support, but that they, they are that Dallas game, uh, to me, the way they won that game, that especially defensively, um, and I know they played some bad offensive opponents before Dallas, but that Dallas, I mean, they they were in Dallas's ass. Uh, in that game, you know, Chris Jones was a man child um, in that game. I, mean, I know we, we didn't get a chance to talk about that game, but that they 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 here like Kansas City's here. They're gonna be a problem. To, like no one, no one wants to see Kansas City in the playoffs. No one, no one. So I, 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 they, they. So those two teams, I, you know, New England is New England. We know where they head. We know that they, they're gonna, you know, where, where they're headed as far as trending. Uh, we'll get we'll talk about more about Baltimore uh, later on, but Baltimore Baltimore is going to make the playoffs. But I don't like I don't like Kansas City. I don't like not Kansas City. I don't like the Chargers right now, and, and I don't think I don't think Indianapolis, Indianapolis is not going to make the playoffs. I don't. Denver, I just don't know. I, I count I count because I count Denver out, but Denver just keeps hanging around. I just don't know. I I don't know. I I don't think Denver's very good, but they just you know they just keep hanging. They just Hanging in there. Uh, we'll it learn. My head hurts. Yeah, it, it does. It will give you a headache. I thought Vegas was done. I thought Vegas was done. I thought I like so. I mean, they're still in the mix. I mean, a lot of teams are still in the mix. Pittsburgh is done. Pittsburgh is finished. Uh, I can say that. They're not on the. They're not on the screen for a reason. But I, I, I don't have. I have zero faith 
in Pittsburgh at uh, what Cincinnati did to them. They just, you know, toy with them. Um, you know, nice bounce back for Cincinnati. Um, you know, you know they're still a young team and what have you. I mean, we, I mean, we, of course, we don't know, but Pittsburgh's done. Pittsburgh's done. And I, I'm not gonna say the Chargers are done, but I'm I'm almost close. I'm almost close to saying that I don't that the Chargers are just uh, they're not. I can't say they're finished, but I, I I don't like the way the Chargers have played the last month. I really don't. Um, I just they just you know we talk about culture. They look like they just look like even and I love we love Herbert. Of course, but they just look like the same old charges from a culture standpoint. Uh, so, but no, you don't. You don't. You say you don't know about your team. I don't know about your team because I, I can't explain. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If you can't, if you don't know about your team, I damn sure don't know about your team. Um, look at the NFC. Uh, very top heavy, of course. Uh, a couple of teams are dealing with some injuries, key injuries. We know Arizona, uh, you know, will eventually get their peoples back. Um, uh, they have uh, Green Bay is going to get some defensive people back. They have a bye this week, and that. But those last, those last what four playoff spots could be, you know, the way we're talking about trending up and down. Dallas and the Rams are trending down. You have Washington and San Francisco trending up. Uh, according, of course, Minnesota is still in the mix. Um, Philadelphia is finished. I don't have zero faith in them. And that's that's basically it as far as the NFC. Uh, what are your thoughts on the NFC as you look at these standings? Yeah, the NFC is much clearer to me. Um, I think I think we, we are inevitably headed for a Green Bay-Tampa Bay rematch. Um, and uh, I think you know the the with with the Rams with me being so down on the Rams right now. I think the only one who could throw a monkey wrench into the into that that uh, scenario is Arizona, if healthy, fully healthy. Right. Yes. they gotta get at, their people back. Right, they got a reasonable at a reasonable at a reasonable rate. Yes. Um, San Francisco, San Francisco, sneaky, dangerous. They're sneaky, dangerous. Yeah, gotten back to being it's always about. It's always yeah. about health with that team, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's always about health. The physicality. Uh, way to way more than than even um, what you call this play, Garoppolo's uh, play. Um, it's about health. Can they can they have their impact players on the field at the same time in a meaningful game? Right. Um, that San Francisco team. Is not six and five. That San Francisco team is probably is is closer to um, Tampa Bay. It's yeah. close to eight, that record, eight and three. That's yes. what I mean. Yeah, eight and three record. Um, so, and I think if they're eight and three, we're viewing them completely completely differently than we are as, at six and five. So, San Francisco is the dangerous team, dangerous team on there. I like I like what the Washington football team is doing. I think this is the year where. Um, the counter style is going to sneak some teams in. That's so. That's why I still think Indy's dangerous, and that's why I like the uh, the football team. I like what the Eagles are doing as well. Um, and that is uh, and San Francisco is so sneaky dangerous on this because those are the teams willing to get physical and run the ball and grind the game down to a slow to a slow halt. Which right. um which is 
the exact, I, even though like the Rams are infinitely more talented than the Washington football team, I think the Washington football team style of play will elevate them. Whereas how the Rams are playing um, is, 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 is trending them down. Um, so uh, that's why, I, that's why I like, I, I like your, I like your team as being a sneaky team in there. I really do. Yeah, no, the AFC is going, you know, it'll, it'll come down to the last last uh, week, of course. Um, again, that that home field um, is vital, again, to Arizona and Green Bay. Not so much with Tampa Bay. Um, they just want to be healthy. We know they're playing a long game. Um, and they starting to get some people healthy back, healthy uh, back on offense. They eventually will get uh, Antonio Brown back. Um, and they get they, a team knows how to win, so they they'll they'll you know Tampa Bay is fine. They'll be fine without home field advantage. Um, much obviously much bigger for Arizona and Green Bay. Uh, I don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers' toe. Um, Aaron Rodgers comes out, sticks his foot during a press conference, and then you hear today that he's knocking coaches for allegedly talking about his injury that he brought up to the media and took a shoe off and showed the world and basically made it seem like this was the worst toe injury in the history of mankind. Um, it... <laughs> We did a, we we did we did a number of podcasts during the pandemic on a narcissistic athlete who considered maybe the greatest basketball player, one of the greatest athletes of all time, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is not that far behind as far as narcissism. Nah, it's not even not that far behind. We we don't even have to mince words on this one. This is where you have to completely compartmentalize the two. At least I do. Compartmentalize Aaron Rodgers, the football player, right. versus Aaron Rodgers, the person. Aaron yes. the person seems to be a horrible human being. That's yes. that that is what it that is yes. that is what the evidence is building towards. Yes. I'm sorry. I, did, yes. I just have to take what is presented in front of me. I do not it know the man personally. Just everything that has been put put out there seems to be a horrible human being. So um, so that that's that, or at least somebody that I would never ever want to root for, think about, engage with in any any type, any type of way. But the football player, Aaron Rodgers, is Fucking amazing to watch. Yes, it's amazing to yep. watch. Orchestrated games, amazing to watch. Um, play through a game, how he does, like how he moves and maneuvers, and how that attitude off the field is the worst, but on the field it actually translates really well to like not the ups and the downs of it. Here's my ultimate solace. My ultimate solace is I still land exactly where I do with Green Bay, where I did at the beginning of the season. In the preseason, where I am at right now, none of this matters. It only matters if he advances to the Super Bowl. And this version of Aaron Rodgers does not look better than the than the MVP version last year, which was off the charts good. Right. Like he was playing right. out of his mind last year, um, and that one got crushed by Tam- Dreams got crushed by Tampa Bay. So if right. I do see this as an inevitable rematch, I do not see a different outcome. And so I think that that. Check in with me when we're having the Super Bowl show and Green Bay's in the Super Bowl. 
Then yeah, I think no. it would be much harder for me to separate the person from the player. But right now, because I do not anticipate, I anticipate the failure that is coming. I'm not as stressed about the platitude he gets for the play versus how horrible a person that he is. Because I think that flaw ultimately shows up in the big games. Yeah, I, I, no, I can Against agree. the other big-time competitors that just care about winning. Right, I completely agree with you. And not how they look winning. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brady had an injury to his knee last year. It was uh that didn't that didn't get mentioned until after the season. Now, those two, I will agree with, with a lot of Patriots fans on this. They should never ever don't put those two in the same sentence. No, just, I'm not putting them in no I'm I know you're not. In, I know no, you're not. not. It's just like it's just like, yeah, Tom Brady does everything differently than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is a bitch when it comes to everything else. Yeah, it's it's just I mean, it's just, you know, we you know, we're seeing it, you know, in the NBA. Like character character matters. Like the characters character still matters. I mean you saw I saw seeing it with in the NBA in regards to, you know, uh, you know, Phoenix running off seventeen straight versus with Brooklyn, you know, I know their record is decent, but versus what they're dealing with it with Kyrie and all that and that whole you know, even James Harden not getting foul calls, stuff like that. The, the character still matters. It still does. It really, it really, really does um, from that standpoint. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. Again, I don't want to hear about your toe, man. I'm just sorry. I know no one cares. That's the thing about it. No one cares uh, about injuries when you are on the field. And even if you were hurt, it'd be like, oh, this this is that. You know, football players get hurt. Every day, so it's like, no, I, I don't even know. Again, this I don't even know why it was he even brought up. Well, I do know why. This is what a narcissist does. He wants to uplift him, makes it seem like he's playing through this severe injury, and I'm leading this team, and we still have one of the best records in the league. So that it does for that standpoint. And, and he's also setting up the next beef with management. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No question. No, no question about it. No. No question about it. Um. Yeah, the AFC is pretty, pretty pretty much clear cut. Not clear cut, but you know, we'll, it, it way way clearer than it. It's is. way yes. It's, way it makes more. it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, yes. In the AFC, um, again, we know which teams are playing the best in the AFC. AFC. We know New England's playing the best, but we don't. We I I can say with. I mean, we don't know. We have no idea who's going to be in the AFC championship. It's just, it's just, I have none. None. I'm confident. New England playing this way with Tom Brady would be a different story. That conversation that we're having, right? But the reason why even the teams that are excelling um, in the AFC, we've we've just seen such recent evidence of them not excelling as well. And so it's just it's just it it's it is uh, you know the most cliche cliche, but it's so true this year. It's a week to week league. It's yeah. so true. It's so true this year. Well, I mean, it's a week-to-week lead, and like to what we've been mentioning also all throughout the course of the season, it's going to depend on – it's really, really going to depend on the matchups. And that's why it's a week-to-week, yeah. yeah. Whoever you're getting. Yeah, yes, yeah, no, yes, absolutely. And honestly, throw records out the window in some cases. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, home field, listen – you want home field from a standpoint, you take the week off. But other than that, it's it's it. I I I have the road versus home. It doesn't. It's, well, I, if you when you go into the standings, 
um, real look at look at a lot of people's conference records and look at a lot of people's home and away records. This is a wild season. This was wild. This one's like different wild. I've been listening to a lot of people and and um, uh, a lot of professionals would be like, "Am I crazy on this? Is this season just way harder to call than than it's ever been?" And yeah, it's a wild season. I'm looking at the standings right now for, for all everything. Uh, yeah, the whole. For example, look at New England's home and away record. Yeah, yeah, I know. Five and three or four. No, it, that makes no sense. Yeah, there are a bunch of teams who are just 500 home wise. Yeah. Uh, especially with well, AFC, yes. The AFC. Yeah. Is, I mean, New England has the best conference record, but then look at everybody else's conference record. We're all bunched together. Everybody's bunched together everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then you look at the home and away. I mean, it's just – it just isn't – I mean, even – Of even course, if, you would expect uh, dominance at home, and that's usually what flips this in a lot of cases, like the Kansas City, the Buffaloes, um, uh, Tennessee even, but particularly like Kansas City and Buffalo – their home field advantage becomes overwhelming. And so you see a big digression in two or three losses on the road. Not this year, not at all. I mean, even with Arizona, Arizona is 6-0 and at away. They're 3 Yeah, and two Arizona home. is crazy. Yep, yeah, that was the other one. That's just like, what is even happening here? Yeah. No, it's, it's no, it's, yeah. This, uh, this is, this is, this is a wild one. Like, the, like, I have, here's what I have absolute confidence in. Um, uh, I have absolute confidence that the AFC is going down to the last game of the season. We yeah. will not have a handle on that full playoff picture until that final week. Yeah, we will not have a handle at all on it. That is what I feel. That's what I feel the most confident in is that it's going to be crazy town all the way down to the wire. This one's going down to the wire. And I can't remember us. I can't remember the last time that was the case. I really can't, honestly. Uh, questions for Sap. Um, yes. Kind of answer. Yeah. So, number one, you you know, can New England win a Super Bowl? You, in fact, we say yes. Yes. Uh, I agree, and especially especially not only because of the way they're playing, but because these it seems like these this could be. Well, it not seems like it is just going to be just one of these years. No dominance. Yeah. All, it has all the makings for something like New England to win it a Super Bowl. really, really, really does. So, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree uh, that they can win a Super Bowl. Uh, thoughts on Browns, Ravens. Uh, this was a Sunday night game that was a defensive battle. Um, it was a mess. It was, it was mess. a defensive battle and some ugly, and some ugly quarterback mess. play. Uh, especially, from, especially from Baltimore. Especially from Baltimore. I don't, think, I don't think Mayfield was as bad as everybody's making it out to be. No, he wasn't. They just lost the game. They just lost so the game. You got to kill him for that. But yeah, but no. Uh, Lamar Jackson got off. Yeah, yeah, let's get to Lamar Jackson. Um, He's got off. You just got to call it when it's when it's true. <laughs> He's got off. Let's not do this. That's not. That's that's what makes other like you know like I can appreciate Patrick Mahomes. I can appreciate Lamar Jackson, but when national announcers and, of course, hometown fans make their horrible be great, that's when I'm like, nope, I'm out. 
I'm out on this. Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing this with y'all. He was horrible. And just, yeah. we just got to cut. Like, oftentimes, he's amazing. And when he's amazing, we all stand up and cheer and go, wow, Lamar's amazing. But when certain quarterbacks have a really off game, it feels like half of fandom, half of media, half of talking, hell, however you want to describe it, go, well, the reason why was because the receiver re- – no, 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 it was not. No, it was not. That was a horrible throw, a horrible read. He Never should have happened. Yeah, da, 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 da. It was god awful. Yeah, and he threw four interceptions. It easily could have been six or seven because there was some oh, pass that he was throwing, just throwing out for grabs. Like, yo. And to his credit, he was like, look, I played like a rookie. He basically, like, to, like, you know, he took it and, I mean, you know. Oh, you can't it. do anything but take that. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he took it in stride, didn't make any excuses. Uh, I get, you know, he's what. He's one of these guys where, you know, again, he's still developing from the pocket. Of course, we know that. That's still a work in progress. But when he's bad from the pocket, like when he go when it, when it's like, it's kind of like a street three-point shooter, like a guy that can just, when that, like when that, when that street goes the wrong direction, it could be like one for 20 from three-point rail, one for 15, 10 from three-point range. There's really no in-between with his pocket game. Like it's either like all right, he's making some. It's either he's either making some good throws, making some salaries, or he's horrible in terms of that. Like it's exactly what it is, and nobody will really understand this comparison. But it's absolutely accurate. He's Brett Favre. He's absolutely Brett Favre. Hmm, um, the the Brett Favre's unshakable confidence was in his arm. Right. Yes. Unshakable confidence. Yes. Lamar's unshake Lamar's unshakable confidence comes in his athleticism, but it's still unshakable confidence. And that's right. why when it goes south, he can't turn it off. And that was the exact same thing for Favre. Yeah. Favre is sad. And I'm sure Lamar Jackson feels the same way. He's just not done with his playing career. But Favre is sad. Those five, he's fine with those five interception games because he was not going to stop throwing. He yeah. just was. It just wasn't going to happen. And I think that that is absolutely to your point. But as a football team, I mean, your point about Lamar, he it, when it goes down south, when it goes south, it's, a, it's just going all the way. It's going all the way. There's no turning that thing around. Kind of, uh, kind of Russell Westbrook-like. Kind of Russell I mean, Westbrook-like. if you want to go out of sport comparison, that's fine because you just want to talk down Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that's, that's fine. Um, but, uh, but, um, uh, the thing with players like that, you can throw Westbrook in that, is that that's also their superpower. Yes, so that's as, what makes them great. Yes, and, that's what makes them right. You can't, you, yeah. as, as teammates and as coach, you can't tamp it down. Right. So you just got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. You got awful, and yet they still won the game. So you just got to live with it. Yeah. yeah. Those, I mean, they pointed out. There were, there were a couple of the national, uh, and I appreciate that, but they pointed out, and he's just like, that's just a bad read by Lamar. Let me show you how, why it was a bad read. He just didn't see the defender. That's not, that, that is rookie level. That's honestly first day install level, right? Like, you got to be able to read where the, what they call the lurker or the blitz or whatever, however you want to describe. You got to be able to read where that person's coming from at a professional level. You yeah. got to. And especially on the Super Bowl caliber team, and you're better. You got to. 
shows just horrible game. It's a horrible game by him. No excuses should be made, and no excuses were made. No, no. I mean, yeah. But then, on the other side of the ball, the inability to do anything with that and the inability to turn any of that into any meaningful points. And then at a certain point in time, as you know, in that game where it was just like, let's just play give the ball back to each other, um, that's where all the blame has to fall on Cleveland and – um, when you're the when you're the quarterback, Stefanski, no, Steph, I mean, I mean, listen, Steph, the, the quarterback yeah, coaching, yeah, yeah, the quarterback coaching go hand to hand, okay, yeah, yeah. Here, here's what I want to say, and keep in mind, you're not talking to a guy. I, I, I was not high on Baker Mayfield coming out of college, per se. No. I, I just wasn't. Um, but I can't sit up here. I watched Baker Mayfield. I watched a lot of Cleveland this year. I cannot sit up here and pile on, and I will not pile on Baker Mayfield. That could, the coaching, the culture, the just it, it, like there's something, there's something missing there. Um, Baker Mayfield is who he is. Okay, I think Baker Mayfield is a very good quarterback. I think you can win with Baker Mayfield. But you gotta put him. He's got to be put in certain in, in specific positions to succeed. Um, and there's something to miss there. With there's just something there just is. I, I, there's no way to it. There's all there's to it. Now listen, if you get of course, if I I'd rather have certainly you rather have Aaron Rodgers, you rather have Patrick Mahomes. Cool. Those quarterbacks don't fall. Good luck trying to get one of those guys. Um, again, I mean Rodgers could be a possibility, but that's another story. But those those guys are few and far between. Okay, you should be able to win with Baker Mayfield, um, especially with that roster constructed the way it is. Now they've had some injuries. Everybody does, but there's just there's just something missing with that team. Uh, and again, we can point to where it is. Same similar with Dallas, the Chargers, just prone to mistakes. Lack of discipline, lack of consistency, and that is that's coaching. That's coaching and culture. So, again, the the national the easy argument is a late again again I I, I get it. Twenty four hour media, you know, talking heads, so on, so on. The easy lazy argument is to say Baker is not this, Big Baker is not that. You you know Baker, uh, whatever. And again, I his contract will be up, and they'll decide to do what they want to do. But I cannot. I'm again. I've watched a lot of Cleveland. I, Cleveland. I know if you watch a lot of Cleveland. I just can't. Like I, I've not walked away from these games saying, "Damn, man, Baker's really sticking it up at a high level, and they need a new quarterback." I have not walked away with that feeling with with that in in watching Cleveland play this year. But what are your thoughts? It's hard, hard, hard to turn a losing culture around, and what a lot of teams want to do is they want to mask it with talent. So they want to bring in more talent, which is fine, of course. Um, but there's also another part of that that is then bringing in the right talent, the right mix of talent, putting it together, letting it marinate for a little while, letting it grow, letting the culture build upon itself. And um, Cleveland as an organization has failed at that for a very, very long time. 
They tried to mask it with talent and it's not working out because they still don't have those foundational pieces um, of culture building, which is stability. And, um, and all of them are just the latest victims of a just a morbid franchise. And so um, until there is stability in the thought process of how we go about doing our business year to year, down year, off year, not, not that type of year, whatever it is, then um, we'll start to see, we'll start to see a change. But um, Cleveland's never been able to evaluate quarterback talent appropriately. They never have been. They're so lost in the weeds of just their desolation in that aspect that they can't see the forest for the trees with quarterback play. And so, um, like you said, it, it, they'll, they'll make that move on Mayfield, but um, Cleveland has lots and lots of problems. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we look ahead to week 13, of course. I would week. kill for that running game in that oh, my good, Oh, my goodness. And defensive line, too. My, I mean, to me, and by the way, I think Miles Garrett, I think he's defensive player, yeah. If I had a vote. Um, I don't, of course, but I, he, I, I think that he is, like, and it's still a long way to go, of course, but that, that dude is just unblockable. He's that dude. Good. He is unblockable. Woo, he good. Unblockable. Um... Looking ahead to week 13, uh, a couple of good matchups, of course. Uh, we you know like definitely like Denver, Kansas City on Sunday night. Uh, but the pre but the matchup that everybody will be talking about, and as well as they should, will be a divisional battle, Buffalo, uh, New England, uh, from a tactical standpoint. We know the emotional standpoint that you your emotional standpoint in this game. Not, there's not even that big emotions right now, to be honest with you. I mean, They're from really- a, from a tactical standpoint, what are your thoughts on this yeah. game in regards to how you match up, how your team yeah. matches up? Yep, I can get into that. I'm going to cede a little bit of my time to another topic really quickly. Um, I'm going to combine the little bit of what we're talking about with Cleveland in the last segment and then the who lost the week, um, Jadavian Clowney. The amount of times they showed him on camera flailing after Lamar um was was crazy um anyway sorry um so um anyways uh in this game um tactically i mean like here, here's what it's ultimately going to come down to um it's going to come down to mistake free football and physical physical football um the bills have put their weaknesses on tape very very clearly um, and the weaknesses are um, when punched in the mouth, we have shown a lack of ability to punch back. And so um, in order to make the game into an actual game, the Bills have to stop the running game. They have to. They have to. It is not a matter of if. It is a must. If they do not stop the running game, it will look exactly, if not worse, than the Indianapolis game. The reason why I don't have 
a ton of emotion into this is because I'm thinking completely tactically because this is a prove it game. This is a show game. We're here. You've gotten to a certain point. The Patriots are right there. They're a half game up in the division. What are you going to do at home? This is one of those games where um, I'll, I can speak tactically, like I said, physically um, uh, stopping the run, getting pressure um, with four on Mac Jones. All those things have to happen, particularly with the uh, Tredavious White injury. Um, uh, that pressure, that pressure has to happen, forcing um, the Patriots into mis- mistakes, um, particularly turnovers, and absolutely not turning the ball over ever, ever, ever at all, ever, ever at all um, to them um, has to be has to be the key. But the biggest biggest thing is about the mental um, aspect of this game, and about the mental aspect of all right. We created a team to knock off who we thought was the big bully on the block, which is Kansas City. We got there. We got there. We got to a point where we could feel comfortable going up to them. Now the goal, we shaky in the middle. Now the goal is the Patriots. We haven't won our division. I can't hear anything about number one seeds and Super Bowl contenders and yada, yada, yada. We haven't won our division. That's the only goal. Then once that's accomplished, then you think about the other things. But the first goal on that board has to be the Patriots. And this is one of those games where it's just like you have to show that you can do it in this position or you're not who we thought you were. It's just that simple. Yeah, I mean, I'll echo this. No, should win this game. They have to win this game. This is a massive, massive game. This yeah, is a massive game. yeah, you have you have to win this game at home. Absolutely. You have to win this game at home. Yeah, you have to win this game at home. Absolutely have to. Uh, Monday night, you got the, you get the extra day as far as from Thanksgiving. You get which is basically a semi bye week, so you have plenty of prep time. Um. And this is one of those games, stats don't matter. Pretty doesn't matter. No, Win no, the game. no. Brian, did you agree? If it Three, goes, two, yeah, no, eight, no, six. No, no this what, not, this I don't not, care. Not this is not, this, no, I don't care. Not about aesthetics, no. Nope, no. and not at all. This no. is not at all. This is division, yeah. December, Bring your playoff, Bring your everything on the line. This, yeah. is, this, is, this should be a fight. This should yeah. be a fight. No, it absolutely should be. No, without question. Um, what do you think the approach from a uh, strategic standpoint, if you're Buffalo, in terms of what you want to do offensively? Um, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say defensively because and the head coach have already said they're not going to move off of the the five two. Um, so uh, so offensively, um, I know what their approach is going to be. They're not going to really change anything offensively either. They might try to stick with the run a little bit longer, but they are going to um, go with the three and four wide receivers against um, against the Patriots and really test um, test that secondary. Um, the The key on that will be: uh, Does Josh Allen hold the ball? Or does he go for the check down um, or the 
the easier play. That'll be that'll be the heart of that that strategy, um, because what the Patriots will absolutely do to the Bills offensively is force them to force Allen to check down. Um, yeah. There will be no semblance of a running game, even when we attempt. There'll be no semblance of a running game, um, and they will beat up on the receivers all throughout the game, and then they will make sure nothing goes over the top of them. Um, and so, as we know, um, Judon is playing lights out um, on the Patriots' defensive line. Um, and the Patriots have have their team have their team back, and so they can absolutely put pressure on the quarterback, and they want to force the quarterback to hold the, the ball. Um, and so, offensively, um, I would love to be like, we need to get nitty-gritty and run the ball 40, 45 times. Um, but that's just not the reality of how, how the team is built. It just isn't the reality of it. And it would be asinine to want that to happen um, uh, when the team's just not built that way. We're built in a three, four wide receiver format with Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox being the X factor in that, in that scene. That's where their defense can be had more often than not. Uh, but uh, but all that is predicated on Josh Allen loosening up the defense by taking the easy check down throw when it is there and available for him. Yeah, I agree with you about the they they, they Josh Allen has to be patient. He gotta be he had like he has to be patient and we know that's where Belichick defenses do quarterbacks and we've seen them destroy quarterbacks even the great even some of the goats that's great i mean that, that like, he, like hey man he's alive with that yeah he's yeah. yeah. alive with that and yeah. that is the greatest like forget what you want to say about him as greatest of all time yada no, yada yada hey man is the greatest like, football mind great, as a quarterback mind yeah just, just flat question. out flat yes. out and that isn't that isn't up for debate it is no. That's not no. He was an offense among. He was he was he was a offense among himself. Um, he was a coordinator and a quarterback. In essence, like yeah, no Peyton Man. So, but and my, the point being, Belichick ate Peyton Man alive for years. Yes, with with that exact strategy, forcing him to be paid, uh, yeah. uh patient because of course Belichick, um, being the genius defensive coordinator and the head coach with defensive mind, knows great quarterbacks don't like to be patient. They don't. No, they don't. They, don't. Um, they really, really like the seventy play yard bomb. They really love it. They love yes. it. I'm thinking at least uh, the, I have a number as far as rushes. I say at least it has to be in that thirty to thirty five range. We want you. What? What we want? I don't care about the yards. It's about the attempt. Even, even, even split. That's what. That's what. That's what we want. That's what we want as a Buffalo fan base. Right. Um, so. Yeah. If it's 34 runs, 34, you know, 30, if it's 34. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. Passes, it's that's 34 fine. Yeah. Runs as well, or 30 runs. You know, somewhere the defense, here's what can't happen. Even though the Patriots will stop the run. I'm telling you that. They will oh, stop Oh, yeah, no, we know that. Yeah, yeah. Know that it's not about the yards, it's about the attempts. You cannot the let them not respect the run. That's the right. difference that's that the, teams no. don't get. Yes, that's the difference. Um, Is that, is that. Is that they have to respect. They have to respect your ability to be able to run the ball. If they if they are constantly backing off, even when it's third and two, oh, we're in trouble. We're if they, in trouble. Here's my point: you cannot have them 
gear and, and you, you just you made the point as well. You you cannot have them lock in on your passing game. It just can't. I, I've I've watched them lock in on passing games. It just no. You just can't. It, you like you said. You have to. They they have to honor your run. They have to because Jay. We talk about defensive player players a year. J C Jackson is right there, quarterback. He's he's a beast. He's a beast. Like throwing to him. Like I'm not even throwing to his side. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. If I can avoid it. Um, he's been that dominant this year. He's played. He's been the. He's been the best quarterback in football, and it's not even close this year. Really, he's not. Like he's not. That I watched from like play in and play out, week in and week out. Uh, and I'm not even just going by the guardy interception numbers. I'm just going by just making plays. Um, so, yeah, even split fifty one. Even if it's like fifty one forty nine percent, fifty two forty eight percent. It has as close to even as, as possible. Uh, with that with that running game, their running game has to be a factor um, in this game. And of course, I mean, we go. It goes without saying with the turnovers. We we know that you cannot. That's death playing the Patriots if you turn over the ball. But that, yeah, that 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 goes without saying. But that play calling. Let's say you know. Let's say you don't turn over the ball and you and you you're disciplined from that standpoint. The, the play, the offensive play calling is going to be. Just like that, I'm going to definitely keep my uh, close eye on how the rhythm and the flow of that of what they're calling, uh, and just patience, patience with the run, patience with you know Josh Allen being patient. That that's basically may probably be the key to the game. It's just patience all around from the Buffalo Bills from that standpoint. Um, and again, the Patriots like they just they. <laughs> they just, with, and I was going to say, even with all that said, you can still that lose. Still doesn't guarantee victory. No, no, actually, all no, no, it doesn't. It does not. No, I expect. Um, I expect the very. They always got some little trick, some little yes, yep, something that, that you haven't seen, yep. ever seen before. Yep. that's going to happen. They'll yep. pull out or something weird. You know, um, will happen. Referees in the game. Who knows? You know what? It's this. That's where I start to get emotional when I start thinking about how the ball always bounces their way. Yeah. Um, yep. So something with those things are just going to happen. A little bit less at Buffalo than if it's at Foxborough. It will definitely happen. It will definitely happen. Um, probably a little bit less Buffalo, but it just. It's, just playing the Patriots. Something weird is going to happen. Just playing on it. And so yeah. it's going to be not only that, real, um, and this is me knowing my team, it's going to be how we respond to being down. That's actually what I'm the most interested. To be honest with you, when I look at this game, I don't know how we win. I'm going If I'm being real and honest with myself, I don't actually know how we win this game. Um, the The... What I need to see to have any faith and confidence in this season going forward from this moment is I need to see when we do get down that we respond. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to say to you. No, here's that what I'm going to say. Born, that, but, that, sound, that sounds great. That sounds great as far as, you know, responding to adversity, fighting through it. No, 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 there's no sounding don't, don't get down. Don't get down. No, don't get down. No, don't get down. No, don't get down. 
No, there's, there's, there's be my no, no, there's no not Don't getting get down. down. There's no not getting down. No, no, no. I'm being yeah, down, no. Down a real honest fan, not not a talking head, not a not a just. I'm being a real you honest. Play for, you cannot. There's play no not getting not down behind. against New England. No, it just can't. isn't. That's not reality, real. And I'm not gonna when I'm talking about my team in this game. I'm not gonna get outside of reality. I'm just not. There's right. no not getting down. We have to be able to come back. It's just that simple. I, I don't think that's the way you win this game. Then we're de- then we're done. Then it's just playing. I don't think you can play behind. Yeah, I don't then, think you can play then, behind. Then then we're done. It's just that simple. No, I understand, what you, I understand what you no, I understand what you're saying. You want to see if you uh-huh. fight the adversity, but I don't think that's no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they have not proven that they can get punched in the mouth and do anything. Right. Okay. Not even fight no, back no, from a person. No, you're right. No, you're Bro, right. I'm talking about fight. Yes. I'm talking about put your hands up and block. Once we get punched, we just get dominated. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. That's and no. I'm including the 9-6 Jacksonville game into that yeah. because no, you got, no, that, no, you got, you, the way they no, you dominated, dominated that was, yeah, is, no, to you got, you, is to do all the things they did to us yeah, to make yeah. us look horrible and come down yeah. to their level. That's how bad team dominates you. So yeah. um, when we get beat, we've been dominated full games. Outside the Tennessee was the only only game where it went a little bit back and forth, but that was a wonky right. game. I'm not gonna get into that. But right. that that's that's what I need to see to have any faith in the season. Otherwise, I I know what this the season is is either not making the playoffs or or early round exit, and it's whatever with that for me as a fan. It's whatever with that. I've seen that. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I hear you. So so certain things. This that's why I'm saying I'm less emotional about this game because certain things have to happen. You know, you got to see certain things from a team right. in a year. You have to. Um, and so um, the playoffs aren't going to be easy. You're not going to be able to play for a hat. Oh, we're a great front-running team. We yeah, are a you fantastic no, front-running team. You are. No, you are. Um, but that's not the reality, and that's not how the playoffs – No, no, you're thinking – so, yeah, you're thinking big picture. Yeah, you're thinking big oh, picture. absolutely. You're thinking big picture. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, honestly, it's not going to just be this game. We're going to need to take both games. So it's not just about this game. We have, we can't just split. We can't just split. Just split ain't going to do it. Their conference record is too good. A just split is not going to do it. Um, so uh, we could that, that I means the split and they're still up a half a game. Um, and we also have Tampa to play. So you believe uh, you believe you believe you have to win a division to get to make the playoffs? I've said I've I've stated that on the record. I said only one team is coming out of this division. Um, because I don't think the wild card team is coming out of this division. Uh I have to think that way as a fan. So I'm I will wholly admit that's not the most rational thought, but I can also can't figure out the AFC West to save my life. Right. I can't figure that out. That that jumble to save my life. And so um, as just as a fan watching this play out and the other team that's in it, I can't rely on that wild card hope, especially with the way this year is stacking up. Um, so then, and with these two games there, talking about right in front of you, it has to be these two games have to be won in order to win the division. And they're cut they're, again, they're uh, I'm looking at, yeah. I don't think you have to win both games. I'm looking at I'm looking at the stands right now. I don't think. Of course, I, it's I, not like I said. I that's not the most rational thought. Of course, yeah. it's not a have to. Care. But I, I do think you have to think that way. Oh yeah, I mean, you sure? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm because sure because you cannot be certain what the other team's going to do. Right. Right. No, I got. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just looking at the fact. I mean, a couple of things. Number one, obviously, the extra playoff team, the extra with the seventh seed, and also the. I'm looking at the bottom half. I do keep forgetting about that extra playoff team. Yeah, I do. Well, that's, that's 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 kind of important. Kind of important. I do keep it. <laughs> but it is to to all of our um, defense. This was a weird change in a weird yep. year. So, pardon me if I don't remember this stupid yep. change that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not I think, I, yeah, I nowhere for no reason. Yeah, I think you. I think the game will be very close. Uh, myself, good for you. I think the game will be very close. I, it's hard to, I mean, it'd be, it's hard to, I mean, again, it's hard to pick against the Patriots right now, the way they're trending, uh, anywhere. It doesn't matter. I mean, they play better on the road than they have home. So that, that, you know, you can kind of toss that out the window as far as where home away, you know, you rather have the game home, of course, uh, in front of your fans, but they've been just off the charts at, on the road. Uh, I, 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 but I do think you, and realistically, to have a chance to win this game, that you have to jump on them, ten, like something like ten nothing, you know, thirteen. Hey, now that I could see. I, I could think. See I, I think. See I think realistically, to have a chance, I, I, I don't think you can win this game playing from behind. I just, I don't. I just, I, just, I just there, because there, because like to your point, you, you made a point about your team about being great front, front runners. They are great front runners as well. Like oh. they jump. They 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 jump on you. It's they don't they step on your necks. So they don't they they don't mess around. They don't like still a phrase from the Greek freak. They don't play with their food uh, when they hit when they hit you uh, in the mouth. Uh, they they going they going for the juggler. Um, so I don't think you can play from behind in this game by any stretch of imagination. To a point, and I'll say it's to a point to where if I won the coin toss. I normally you defer, try to get the second half and double up at the end of the half. I would actually I would actually take the ball first if I won the coin toss if I was Buffalo, to be honest with you. I wanna score I wanna score first. That's how that's that's how vital I think it is to to uh jump on them uh immediately. Um to me. Uh, now we'll see how that plays out. Um yeah, I don't think that's gonna be the decisive thing as far as who wins the coin toss, but that's I'm putting that type of emphasis on I if I'm Buffalo, I want the ball first on offense. Uh and to try to make a send a message um right off the bat from that standpoint. Uh again, it should be a fascinating game to watch. Um and again, we're gonna get this, you know, we the great thing about the NFL this next month is again a lot of these a lot of these matchups, even with Dallas and Washington, are going to be decided within the division. Um, San Francisco has some games against, uh, still has games against the Rams and um, the uh, Cardinals. Um, no one cares about the the AFC, the AFC North and NFC South are like whatever. Uh, forget about those divisions, but though, but. Um, MC is still open, still kind of open a little bit. That Dallas stuff are cracking the door uh, for Washington, possibly. I don't, you know, I still would favor Dallas, but they, they still have two. They have two games against Dallas and two games against Philly and a game against um, the Giants as well. Um, so, but in AFC is, again, it's, we, we spoke about that throughout the course of this podcast. 
it's going to be bananas because there are a number of matchups. And there are a number of teams. There are some teams, too, that are still that we know probably are not going to make the playoffs, but they're still dangerous down the stretch. Like, no one really wants to play, I think, Miami right now, um, the way they're playing. Um, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're a team that could uh, probably is going to spoil somebody's hopes. Um, you know, we know Cleveland is still talented, even though they're not playing well right now. So even, there's, I mean, there's just not that many bad teams. Um, and even by, and even some of the, and again, even the bad teams have showed up. So again, we say all this to say that we don't know anything in regards to what these last five weeks are going to be in the NFL. We don't we really don't. And I, and I, frankly, I love it. This is, this is parody. You want to say called parody? This is parody, uh, in, in your NFL season. So definitely looking forward to it. Um, Obviously, we're gonna. The injuries are starting to pile up. Yeah, they are. Uh, Conklin from Cleveland is done for the season. Uh, Robert Woods was a big one for the Rams. Um, some a couple of us are left out. Uh, yeah, that's devastating. No, that's that's no, that's devastating. We talked about the Saints and their rash of injuries. Um, there are some guys that could be coming back. Uh, Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith could be back for the Packers. Um, you have, of course, Antonio Brown could be back for Tampa Bay. And uh, but yeah, you're gonna you listen. You're gonna see, you know, injuries are what they are, especially with an extra week. They're gonna be, you know, there's some injuries that are gonna be coming down the pike. That's just the NFL. That's just you know, that's just the NFL. And I'll, and you. You know, if your team if your team is built the right way and draft the right way, you should be able to survive any injury outside of your quarterback. For real, for real. If your team is drafted and has the right culture, you should be able to survive any injury without with, with the exception of of your starting quarterback. Uh, Taysom Hill will start against Dallas tomorrow, more than likely. Those I heard some reports about that. That's what actually got me down the conference rabbit hole looking at right. everybody's conference records because I was like, did the Saints throw the game against us so that their conference record, like it was a non-conference, but their conference record is not, is not great or it's just average or whatever. So that turned out to be falsehood. But I, I expected the Taysom Hill office to be unveiled against us. So I say that to say I'm very interested to see what this looks like. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does he just do with Taysom Hill what he did with Jameis Winston? I don't think so, right? Like, that's not possible. No, no. Taysom Hill doesn't have that type of arm talent. Right. And uh, and so, no. You have to allow him to Another Lesnar head coach, Matt Nagy, <clears throat> I yes. would probably do that, but yes. I can't imagine Peyton Sean Payton. I, I, I just imagine. I just. I've just had this thought in my head ever since uh, Taysom Hill really arrived there and all the thing that he just has an offensive package that he's been dying to deal with Taysom Hill. So maybe I'm overthinking that in my head, but it's just like I just can't imagine um, Sean Payton just having the same offense he did with Winston. No, no. Hill's offense or what he's doing with Simeon as Hill's offense. I just can't imagine that. No. No, um, it'll be very interesting to watch. Um, 
I mean, now there's not a better time to unveil it uh, with the Saints season seemingly going off the rails. Um, but I, yeah, I just I've been curious by that whole that situation uh, from a quarterback standpoint. In general, uh, he was the emergency starter on Thanksgiving. Um, and now, again, again, Thanksgiving, you get an extra. Well, it's not. It's only it hasn't been extra. It's only been a week because that they played last. They played Thanksgiving. They're going to be playing tomorrow. So, I, yeah, I that again, the loss against y'all is not as big because it's a non-conference loss so that and, and a non-divisional loss. But they don't have a chance at division anyway. But if you're going to lose, lose outside the conference at this point in the league in the year, um, in the season. Um, but uh, that's what I mean. Obviously, that and that somewhat that benefits Indianapolis as well, even though that's that still should be was a game that they should have won, more than likely. But it's still, but you know, non-conference loss don't hurt as much. Uh, but uh, no, I, I there has to be a, a special package that he uh, that he's going to unveil. Otherwise, it to me it don't it wouldn't even make sense to even. To, to start him. Well, I guess at this point, it's like, whatever. I mean, we've gone gone as far as we're going to go with the Trevor Simeon experiment. Experiment. We At this point, we might as well play him. I mean, why not? Like, you know, it, it is what it is. They're still, they're, they are still in the, the hunt, of course, for the playoffs because they, they only, they had the same record as Washington. Uh, well, no, they actually have a worse because uh, they actually, they beat us. But I think they might have a worse conference record. I think that's what they. I think that's might be what it is. I swore they were five and six, like we were. I don't know why we're ahead. Let me look at it now. Or why we're ahead of ahead of them? Um, yeah, they have a worse. Uh, we have a better conference record. Oh damn, our conference record actually is great. Five and two. So okay, yeah, because they beat us head to head. I remember that. But our conference record is strong. Um, so yeah, so no, um, no, it'll be I'll be interested to, to watch that, especially and they're catching. By the way, they're catching Dallas' defense at a perfect time to unveil some exotic stuff that they nobody has seen because Dallas' defense is is you know I I think they can be had a little a bit, um, but still I mean the Saints are limping in. Is that they're, they're throwing darts right now? They're throwing darts. They are a shell of what they once were as far as, like, the defense will play good for a half and then, you know, eventually wear down. Uh, but offensively, they're, they're not a threat offensively. And Dallas 100% should win that game. Like, 1,000% should win that game uh, tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, what he does with, with Taysom Hill. Um, I thought he possibly, you know, I thought that he might play against y'all, but then it was like, nah, nah. Maybe he, no, maybe, maybe it probably was that he probably was like, didn't want to risk injury because he knew it was going to be, Peyton, not, Peyton is no fool. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he purposely threw the game, but he was like, nah, let's. Nah, that's I was just, I was trying to see, yeah, nah. Nah, no, I, no. Of course he didn't, but he. Everybody, like, everybody's legit injured. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah, everybody was legit injured, but it was also like, do I really want to put him, bring him in against this defensive line with, with some offensive people starters hurt? Just not best against this defense. It wouldn't be in his best interest right now, or our best interest because we can't afford another. We can't afford to have him hurt. We, we clearly don't love Simeon, so I can understand him 
sending him a, a extra game from that standpoint. So, uh, no, I didn't say, of course, he didn't throw the game. Um, but I can understand why he didn't play him in that game. Put, I'll put you that way against that. Against because y'all still have a top uh, defensive line and against a banged up offensive line with no running game and no receivers does not bode well for your uh, for your quarterback, especially your quarterback who's had a you know concussion over the course of the season. Um, yeah, I think we covered everything. Um, cannot wait uh, to week 13. Well, week 13 is basically here. You know, tomorrow night, kickoff week 13. We are here in December, the money month. Uh, this is a month where Belichick, Brady, Rogers, those guys have gaudy records for a reason. Uh, before I let, before I let you go, what are you, can you can you at all figure out what the hell is the deal with the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, the no. most the most entertaining team in the league, as far as competitiveness in their games. Yeah, it is like <laughs> I have to I have to watch Minnesota play. I like I have to they they I just like I I have to watch them play because you know it's coming down right to the wire. Can you figure out Minnesota? No, not at all. Like it's not they've, all. Not they've had one. I think they've had one game. See, they've had one game that was decided by more than one score. One. Yeah. So I no, I I just can't. Yeah. Oh, I, it's interesting. They just they they are like they they you know they're gonna play. You know what you're gonna get from Minnesota as far as a uh, it's gonna be competitive. It's gonna be competitive. You know that. Um, but they're right there as well in, in terms of the playoffs. You know, at, at five and six. Um, not gonna say disappointing loss against uh, San Francisco, but uh, come off that Green Bay win, I thought that they you know similar to Indianapolis. Will Ray and possibly turn a corner? Um, but you know, then you know they similar to Indianapolis. They are who they are from that standpoint. They you they just you know they you know you're not counting on them from a week to week basis. Robert Sapp, thanks for joining the program. All right, uh, sir. Cer- certainly, great. Good luck come Monday night. We all right. Appreciate you. We'll do it again on Wednesday. Do it again on Wednesday, and I'm sure you. I'm I'm not sure. I know. Yes. You have a lot to speak on. A lot to say after after after, the outcome. I'll have a lot to say after your tenth rewatch of the game. (laughs) Exactly. Well, only if it goes one way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Austin's only get one watch. I don't need to relive that over. Here. <laughs> that's that's no, that's true. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. All right, man. Have a great rest of your evening. All right, you as well, sir. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Um, a quick program update. If you've been waiting for Insecure this week from me, of course, the show ran on Sunday. That podcast is coming tomorrow, so. We will do that podcast tomorrow. Not quite sure yet. We're going to have Tiffany Quinn. Uh, hope to have her, but we'll, you know we'll see about that. But regardless of uh, regards, that podcast it will be uh, tomorrow evening, uh, and I'll have it released tomorrow evening. Tonight, this this podcast will be put up sometime early tomorrow. 
so they'll be able to uh, see uh, see that and hear hear this podcast sometime early to uh, early tomorrow morning. That's gonna wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Of course, as always, thanks to Rob Sapp for joining me. I will see you next time. Have a great rest of your evening. So long.